0: In November 2019, that date transformed my life drastically. I said enough. And I said it from my deep heart. Enough living a life based on others' opinions. Their decisions and their opinions will never change my destiny. Our destiny is determined by our mind and our attitude. I realized that every one of us has unlimited potential inside. And this unlimited potential becomes available only when we demand it. We are the only ones who determine the quality of our life. Nobody else. That's why I founded Unleash. I interview global CEOs, entrepreneurs and coaches all over the world to inspire and touch people by their stories and their experience. Because one story changed my life totally. And I believe also one story from our podcast can change yours as well. My mission is unleashing the human greatness to its utmost potential. Stay tuned every Friday with Unleash with Ahmed Khaled's podcast, a new inspiring story that will change the quality of your life. hey 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 good morning good afternoon and good evening for all those beautiful people who are listening and watching us right now welcome to unleash with ahmad khaled episode number 22. Uh, our mission is unleashing human greatness to its utmost potential that's why i interview ceos entrepreneurs and coaches all over the world to unleash their stories to you so you can absorb some values and wisdom and transfer transform your life I believe in that. Honestly, I believe in that because one story changed my life drastically. And I'm sure also one story from our podcast will change your life to the better and you'll never be the same again. You can listen to our uh, previous 21 episode on Apple Podcast right now. You will find uh, the link inside the main uh, post or you can even search it on iTunes. Just type Unleash with Ahmed Khaled and you can listen to our 21 episodes now let's move into our action today uh, and our action today uh, and the main topic is speaking from heart speaking is the most powerful way of communication that you can change the world with people who can speak from heart can literally change the whole world people can speak uh, authentically from their deep heart can change nations Speaking from heart is something I see that it's available to all of us. I saw many people uh, in the highest organizational, hi- highest hierarchy inside the organization. When they speak, their words are very wise, but somehow it, it didn't touch something inside my mind or soul. And I asked myself, what was the reason for that thing? Because mainly they don't speak from heart. They speak either from their mind or from a paper and on the other side I saw other people they have never prepared any word and even you can sit with them inside a informal uh, place but their words when they speak it's something like an arrow that touch your heart and mind and soul their words awake something inside you uh, they, they 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 are very authentic and here it comes the power of speaking from heart And our guest today has this amazing power. He speaks totally from heart. He has a very, 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 very positive and contagious energy. And I guarantee you will see this in our episode today. When we uh, come into the next level, you will feel his energy in our episode. He's a source of faith and positivity on this platform, especially LinkedIn. He is. Uh, HR maximizer, he helps organization to find more applicants for the hardest to fill positions with a unique process. May I ask you please to welcome with me, Mr Rollis, but as, as usual, let's give him some applause. Can you see I take it from you? Huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, that great, was great to see, my great man. to
0: have you. I know that it will be an amazing episode great. and very unique today. Great to have you today. Thank I'm you excited. so much, Alhamdulillah, kulu tamam. What about you?
1: Yeah, tamam, tamam.
0: Yeah, we have a great audience. Let's let's start with sending some greetings for our audience. We have our friend Robert Berry. He's sending greetings, Robert. hey, <laughs> great to hey see you. Robert. Thank you so much. Our friend Rabab Galal, well said. Thank you so much for tuning in, Rabab. Our friend, uh, Celine. hello, great to see you, Celine Judith. Can you see also Judith from Finland? Good evening, <laughs> great to see you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh my god, we have uh, uh, uh beautiful Ahmed. Thank you so much. We have our unique guest today, Rollis. happy to be here. I think that you have the twins, huh?
1: (laughs) I got it. I got it up (laughs) on my phone.
0: (laughs) I can see this. (laughs) Rollis. as usual, before I start uh, our episode today, I will ask you this question. Tell me the story and the reason behind what you're doing today.
1: Hmm. You know, the reason why I'm in business today, right now, is because I didn't get picked. <laughs> I I was applying for some jobs and I I I kind of I, I knew I knew that where I was was no longer working for me. Um, I, I wasn't able to have the same passion where I was. Um, I felt like I couldn't still stay true to all of my values where I was and so I needed to make a change. I started applying for other places. No one wanted to hire me. Either I was either I was uh, too qualified for a position, um, and they didn't want to take a chance and hire me that way, or maybe others felt I wasn't qualified enough at all. But just for whatever reason, I just didn't get picked. And And part of me, I think, didn't want to get picked, to be honest with you, because I did want to be an entrepreneur. But I wanted to say, you know what, let me just try my best see if I can get a job Uh, it just didn't work out and I'm so glad it didn't work out (laughs) so I wasn't one of those like oh you know I have to be an entrepreneur and I have to do this and all that but it just came down to a matter of uh, you know what I didn't get picked and I'm still gonna work on I like I'd like to have my own business so let me try and do this at the same time and uh, I'm just very thankful very appreciative that it actually did happen and and I've got a great team now I, I couldn't be more I'm proud and happy of the team that I have and just very very excited to be here with you today. So that's how that's kinda how I got here. I didn't get picked.
0: <laughs> okay, can can I give you this again?
1: <laughs> see there are advantages of not getting picked, guys. <laughs> yeah, I see. So you might be, I can you might be on our med show one day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you told me this, huh, by the way. <laughs> I can relate to each and every word what, what you're saying before. Because sometimes when we got rejected in life, that we, we took it personally. And most people in life, they take it you know, as a denying. That no, it's, it's, it's not for me. But there was always a lesson behind this. And I like what you said. Because once you have this kind of self-awareness. And once you understand that there is a reason. Why, you, why, why didn't you, uh, why these people got, uh, they, they rejected you? Why you, they didn't accept you? Sometimes we, we prefer just to be in the deny mode. Maybe it's because of us, maybe. Maybe, maybe it's because of them, maybe. But the reason that, that, that the game is about knowing your values and knowing why it was not working for you. As I said that many people, they bef- prefer just to keep themselves on the closed corner and just deny the reality but once you know the reality everything is is, is it will take you to the next level this is what I keep always saying so as as our uh, topic today is speaking from heart and uh, I love your energy honestly when I watch you on stream uh, when you stream or when you speak with people so there is Thank a reason it's, it's my pleasure there is always a reason and there is something that push us speaking from heart what is your experience on that
1: well you know this is a learned skill for me because i didn't always do that i was very measured and i still am measured to a point i think some people feel that oh if you speak from your heart that means you could just be rude and say anything you want to people (laughs) no it doesn't mean that you can still speak from your heart and still have consideration for other people's feelings. So sometimes I think some people misconstrue speaking from your heart, meaning, meaning that you can just say anything you want to say, no matter how it hurts people. And I don't believe in that. I'm not one of those. So I feel like I can still speak from my heart, but I can still be kind. I can still speak from my heart and still be considerate of others, right? And sometimes when people see me say certain things, they're wondering like, what's this guy's angle uh, is that really him but no it is me i mean it is me and you know what i try anything i say to you today i i feel bound to follow that when the lights aren't on when the camera's not on when the live stream's not on I, I feel i feel bound to that because i'm actually i feel obligated or committed to something much higher than that right so so i think that that when you have values and you're speaking from the heart it's things that number one, yes, they're true. That's, it's how you feel and it's what you want to communicate, but you're still doing it in a way that can be kind and considerate. I don't know. Does that make sense?
0: Totally makes sense. And the, the, the question now is, is it something that, uh, that the speaking from heart, because also I asked myself this question, is it something that you gained or is it something that you just activate or are we born like this? Because I see many people, as, as I speak in the beginning, at the beginning of the episode, that I see many people in the higher, higher hierarchy inside the organization and they, they just say very wise words. If you just see these words on a paper, you, you will feel it better than if they speak it, because, because it, it doesn't come from them from their heart. while uh, other people they don't bear anything. Maybe they speak authentically like this between me and you, like this, but their words, it's something new. They touch something inside you. Is there any formula or anything that you use? Because I see this in, in, in you how you speak, how you inspire others, even authenticity. There is anything uh, based on your experience that we
1: can activate or something that we can follow? Wow. That, that's a big question there. Uh, and I don't see and I don't you, the things that you see in me that you're saying you see in me. It's not something that I had to prepare or do um, or like, oh, I'm going to make sure I look, you know, this way or that way. It's just <laughs> something that comes out. But I do th- There's one thing, a, an analogy that was given me once is imagine if you saw a bodybuilder who just like, I mean, just just ripped and looks looks great. And then you 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 went down an alleyway and you saw that bodybuilder was eating out the trash can. You say, well, something that something's not right. That doesn't that doesn't make sense. So, uh, before long, he, he may he end up having to go to the hospital and dying. There's, there's no way he can he can sustain that, right? So I think a lot of it has to do with what are you taking in on a normal basis. You know, what kind of information are you taking in? If you're taking in good information. And that's what's gonna that's what's gonna come out when you get asked questions. But if you take in too much of losing the same analogy garbage, and that's what's gonna come out. So I think that you know when you say no preparation, I think part of the preparation is what are we feeding in our into our minds? Yeah. Obviously, we do have to do things to get away, we have to kind of decompress and all that. I get that. So I'm not saying you have to watch educational stuff all the time, but watching shows like this, uh, reading books that are, that are uplifting and positive. Um, those are all things, I think, that help a person to prepare their mind so that when they are asked the question, it does really come from the heart because it's something that their heart has meditated on. We've meditated on these positive things. And so that's that's what I try and do is try and I try and read or take in information, enough of it that's positive, so that, that my thinking and my heart, I, I, can, I can meditate on that to the point where it, it does come out um you know automatically so I, I that's if you're if you're talking to someone and and you hear those wise words come out that probably tells me that they probably take in wise information from somewhere I'll, yeah I'll hope I hope that answered your question
0: it is it is um, I like what he said because also I can relate to this two years ago uh, as you said that what you put in your mind because the people that you surround yourself with the rituals that you have in your life it shapes your 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 way of thinking and even way of talking and i love what you said also because the content now you we have we are being bombarded by many contents that you can read you can read some articles you can listen to a podcast you can watch something like that in streaming and get some some codes some something that you can inspire it's something that you can add value to the marketplace when you speak to others you can inspire them you can touch them because as you said if, if preparation it is yeah it is but there's a big difference between preparation and when you feed yourself with a positive thoughts that you can speak from heart you can put the right words in the right time so you can inspire or touch people. And it's not easy. People, they think that it's uh, it takes like one day, two days. No, it's a process. It's a ritual. It's a habit. You have to do it every day. Yeah. Can I give myself, please? Yes, please.
1: That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's how you prepare. You prepare every day that's a, yeah. that's that's the key point that i got from what you just said you prepare on a daily basis you don't just say oh i'm going to give a speech today so i'm going to prepare for a few hours for this thing get some positive thinking and that's what i'm going to share no this is something you should be sharing over a period of time so when you are called upon uh to to share whatever your thoughts are uh they're going to be like you want them to be which is positive right we want to that's what we want it Takes time. We're here for that's that's what yeah, we came a, to see a, you today,
0: our <laughs> <laughs> It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, I know that you, uh, you are in the field of HR, recruiting, and one of the major struggles that I've personally uh, gone through is when you have a great experience, you have tons of experience, you have great gifts inside you, and when you come inside an interview, it's like 30 minutes. And I need your, your support in that because you're in that field. So mm-hmm. people, I know some people, they don't, they cannot express themselves in this 30 minutes. However, right. however, they have a great experience. They have a great gifts, but they couldn't do it. They, they didn't express themselves in the right way. So they didn't get, get this job. What are your advice for these people? How they can get out from this place to, to this place that they can show their values and they can speak from heart that they can be open to opportunities. Not just because I was in the same place that I got rejection, millions of rejection as as as, as you have before. But once we had this kind of self-awareness and stopped this denial mode, my life has changed. I need your experience on that, just to give advice to our audience.
1: That that's a difficult question and I'm gonna try and see if I can uh, unpack that. And you're right. I think the system in, in that way is somewhat broken that, you know, how do you get a chance to know someone in 30 minutes? It's, it's very mm-hmm. difficult to do that. Um, but then I also don't think you need to bring them in for 12 interviews either. <laughs> it's like make a decision. okay? <laughs> so there's kind of a balance between the two. Right. Um, in terms of how would I prepare if I was to get back in that role? And actually, you know what? I actually do have to interview in, in, a, in, a, in a sense, because when we're getting a new client, there's some discussions before we actually they take us on as a new client and by the time they've taken us on as a new client we've probably had two or three conversations that have been of some depth right so in a <laughs> sense I guess I do have to interview even though I have an interview for a job per se for a really long time um, I, I think what's underestimated is asking questions if you can get good at asking questions more mm-hmm. so than answering I think that is what's going to make you stand out as a candidate. So, I can't tell you how many people I've interviewed over the years. And when and we get to the point where they ask, they don't have any questions. So, you have any questions? No, they don't have any questions. But maybe they might maybe they have like one or two like, "Oh, when, you know, when are you going to hire someone or or, you know, when are you going to make a decision?" But that's about it, you know. But I would I would have loved for them to ask me questions about the company the culture you know when you have this sort of situation you know how do you handle that you know and then it just kind of opens a dialogue i think the interviewers want you to do that because a lot of times the interviewers they don't really know what to ask you and so a lot of times they'll get like a list of questions maybe from mm-hmm. hr and they may ask some stuff that they heard in an interview once they thought it was a good idea but they don't even know why they're asking those questions like where do you see yourself in five years and tell me about your your greatest weakness (laughs) you know we've all heard those a million times no one wants to no one wants to ask or hear those questions but we keep doing it because they don't know what else to ask right so um i think that if as the interviewee if you could get skillful at asking questions you're gonna look you're gonna stand out as different because most of the other people who are interviewing are not asking questions the interview should go both ways the interviewer should be interview, should be interviewing that, that job applicant, but that job applicant should also be interviewing the interviewer as well. If I was to leave one you know, thing, I'd say do yeah. that.
0: Yeah, I, I like what you said, but you know, because of that, maybe I would say that people, they are not uh, into practice to that. They just go into one way of communication. The interviewer is asking questions and you just answer. Asking questions and you just answer. But do you think that story matters inside when, when you do a story by the question that being been asked to you, do you think that story matters when, when you've been asked these questions or.
1: Yeah. Story means a lot. Okay. So that you, you helped me with something else. This is one thing where I, peop, I see people struggle too, is first of all, an employer does not want you to talk negatively about your past employer. I'm telling you, if anybody's still doing that, I, 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 well, I should say this in the United States. I, maybe other cultures are different, but mm. in the United States, and I've dealt with employers all over the United States, they do not like you to hear to, to hear you say negative things about your past employer or current employer, because the first thing they're thinking about is, ooh, I wonder what they're gonna say about me. <laughs> so don't do that Okay. so whenever, you, whenever you're talking giving this story about why you left this past position or why it didn't work out if you're going to rehearse anything I would say rehearse that with somebody rehearse that with a buddy hmm. where it still sounds positive you're not really revealing any of the negative aspects of your last employer but it still explains why you decided to make a move uh, whatever that case may be um, I would say that would be great. That, that would be great if you if you had a good narrative. Most people don't have a good narrative, and it's too long. A lot of times, links is also important. <laughs> so you want to make sure the story is not. Don't don't give me the two-hour, uh, three-hour version. Give me yeah. that like two to three-minute version as to why you're interested in this particular job and why you're leaving. Why you're you're interested in leaving your last one. Keep the narrative rather short. And then if you, you can ask them, listen, if you'd like me to go into more detail, I can certainly do that. Or if you have any questions, I'm available for that. But give them something short and then they because they, they may want to move on. <laughs> you may have already answered. <laughs> they don't want to hear the 30-minute story. You know, one time I cried on an interview. That was the worst interview I ever had
0: because Why? I wasn't
1: prepared. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I didn't realize how emotionally connected I was with my past position and the 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 interviewer asked me a question and i just got so emotional because i did not really want to leave that position i thought it was i i didn't really want to leave it but i felt like i had to right it's in the same company is it in the same company or another company No, it was another company altogether. I'm interviewing this other company, and I'm interviewing for this job, and I got so emotional that a tear came down as I was explaining. So obviously, I didn't take my own advice. I was not prepared for that interview. So okay, that's, that's my that's my second tip is do not cry on an interview. Okay. <laughs> I think at
0: this moment you shouldn't leave your company because you're st- still connected emotionally.
1: <laughs> you showed it. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I just, I knew I had to go. There was just no way mm-hmm. I could be myself and stay mm-hmm. there. So yeah. with that, I, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, the, I know this as a recruiter that I don't <laughs> want to leave a job uh, before I found one. I've always been taught that. Don't don't leave a job before you found one. I always find another job. I'm not saying that I believe in that now. I'm not saying it's still relevant, but at the time, that's where I was 12 years ago. Mentally, that's where I was. So uh, I was following that. And uh, that was tough. Yeah, that yeah. was tough. So to- yeah, totally, I I'm with you.
0: <laughs> totally, I'm with you because uh, <laughs> uh, I see this even, even uh, before I, I'd had this struggle when you don't know the magnitude or how much, you should dive like one meter or 10 meters or 100 meters. And the good thing, yeah, when you have the interviewer, when you come and speak with the interviewer, you dive like 100 meters one time. <laughs> exactly. so extent, you know, what will happen is, you know, I look like this if I'm in the place of the interviewer, I, there is a miscommunication. It's mis- miscommunication because I don't understand what are you confused. And I like what the, the, the Miller, he said that what you confuse, you lose. And when you start the interview Ooh. with confusion, you lose. Sometimes, yes, what you're saying, it, 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 it's in the right way. But imagine with me, the interviewer, he doesn't have this kind of technicality or technical challenge that you speak different language. So he, I, I got lost. Maybe you speak an internal language inside your organization. It's totally different. So it's all about how being, you can be smart and how you can understand. It's like, you know, marketing when you go, you should understand who is the audience and how they yes. think, how you can speak yes. the same language. This one, Amen. one of the confusion. Maybe you are the best candidate. Maybe you are the best for this for this uh, position, but you, you, you confused. You confuse mm-hmm. the whole people and the interviewer. Then you lose.
1: And this is this, this, okay. what I see. You just hit another great point. I see this happen so many times for people who are interviewing mm. for jobs. They don't take literally like the two minutes it takes to go on LinkedIn and find out who your interviewer is. Once you find out who the name so, okay, so uh, Ahmed, we're going to have you come in at 2 o'clock in the afternoon uh, on this coming Friday. You're going to be in, and, and, and uh, so we'll make sure you're prepared for the interview. And if, and if they don't tell you the person's name, okay, great, so who, who will I be interviewing with? Oh, you're gonna be interviewing with Robert Barry. I'm just using an exact because I see him on the screen. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be interviewing with Robert Barry. How hard is it to me to go on LinkedIn and spend two minutes to find out about Robert Barry? Yeah, it, it's Nothing. not that hard. I can yeah. I can find out where he went to school. I can find out where he works. I can find out what kind of degree he has. I can have all. Is that incredible information to have on the interview? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of yeah. Course. For sure. So it's doing so, the know, due it,
0: diligence because some yeah. people they. they they, they just like all of
1: this preparation as you said, yeah, it is we didn't we didn't have this 12 years ago. I couldn't do that. I mean most people were not on LinkedIn in 2009. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, you know if it, you know some recruiters were obviously but not everybody. So I think that it's good to just take the few minutes to, to look up the website check a little bit more about the job make sure you're very up on that but then also find out who your interviewer is and make sure you find out about them um oh judy judy she says uh often you see this from the papers why i love that you should know the answer to the questions for why and be, be, make sure it's not too long now like you said yeah. don't go 100 meters <laughs> give me, don't go yeah. 100 meters maybe give me a half a meter or something like give me something yeah. small but and then because if i want it, more i'll let you know
0: <laughs> exactly because because if i just dive one meter it will trigger curiosity from the interviewer to ask you more. So I will go another one, me- one meter, one meter, one meter. And this will trigger even unconsciously and psychologically from the other interviewer that he will understand that you have a knowledge. You have a knowledge. When I ask you more and you answer more, I ask you more. It's like, you know, you're giving step by step, step by step, but just jumping into 100 meters will not serve you anywhere at all. Yeah, yeah yeah let's let's come back oh, to our lovely audience what do you think yes
1: yes absolutely <laughs> we love it we and have all, a, I love all the comments coming in too that's great yeah
0: we that's right let's let's say, send some greetings uh, our friend ahmad is saying hello great to see you thank you so much our friend robert one is enough he's saying i think <laughs> 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 yeah yeah and talking about being (laughs) present. Great to see you. Thank you so much. Jenny Said, good evening from Stockholm. Great to see you. Thank you for our Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. Robert is saying that kind of glad you didn't get picked. I'm happy you are where you are today. So you're a good entrepreneur. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) our friend, (laughs) our friend, uh, Clayton perspective is power. Exactly. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, Robert is saying, uh, uh, well said, great to see you. Thank you so much, Robert. I don't know, technically, I think that you face this challenge also when you go live, right? Yes. LinkedIn user.
1: Yeah, Yeah. some of the privacy (laughs) settings. Bilal, Bilal is here. Bilal,
0: Bilal is here. That's why he's very smart. Thank you, Bilal, just to say, because he knows that it's a repetitive challenge, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Bilal, for being here. Thank (laughs) you so much. Uh, we have also our friend judith speaking from heart for me is actually using your heart exactly Judith. ah uh, yes that's yeah. true it it is uh, well let's jump we'll come back again to our into our audience but one question came into my mind here do you think that there is a difference between public speaking
1: and speaking from heart oh you can you, you can you can speak publicly and not speak from your heart, um, and you can speak from your heart and not speak publicly. I think they're separate, but I think that to me, I think the ones we all want to watch are the ones that speak from the heart. I don't think we want to watch the ones that don't. <laughs> At least I don't. I prefer if they speak from the heart, so that way I can I can be moved emotionally. Because when you watch someone speak, you want you want to be moved, right? You want to be moved in some way, hopefully positively. And if you want to be moved. Um, how can they do that if they're not really speaking from their heart, if they're two-hearted, if they're double-hearted? It's, it's difficult. The, the, the message gets confused. They're saying one thing, but maybe their body language or their facial expressions say another. And so I don't know. I mean, actors, now actors can do that. Actors, they, they're skillful. They know, they, yeah. they, they, they go over their lines over and over and over again, <laughs> where they can say things that they have no, that they definitely do not believe what they're saying. But they practice it enough where they can so i guess if someone did that possibly that that's what we call acting but for most of us who don't who don't establish that craft of acting it's better for us to speak from the heart
0: yeah okay can can i give you something girls please okay please <laughs> it's lovely.
1: <laughs> yeah but-
0: yeah yeah same i think let's let's take this question from judith she's asking what is the thing that you have two you two have in common start firstly oh yeah positivity (laughs) me and
1: ahmed we're both positive guys i mean ahmed every time i see his material this is one thing i appreciate about your material ahmed because you know uh, one of the things that i've taken uh you know, one of Shanae's courses and she says, you know, how do you, how do you want your audience to feel? The person who reads your post or watch your video, how do you want them to feel? So I actually ask that question a lot. And I think that intentionality has to be a big part of it. And I think that's what you do. You're intentionally putting out positive, inspirational material. And that's how I feel when I read it. And so is, was that your intention? It is. It is
0: because. Okay, I, we'll I, yeah. You same. Go. Because I. I would say the same. It's the positive energy, because I believe positivity is a power, real power that you can change the whole world. If you fortify yourself with the positive thoughts, you will attract the right things into your life. Because I see, I see many people they have, the the best gifts and grace in their life, but they don't appreciate it, and what they attract only it just. They don't have this kind of sense sense of fulfillment because they are not positive about about what they have, or, or just focus on the negative things. That's why I keep saying right. that inspiring people. I love to inspire people, and I love to make let them feel good about themselves because I was in the same place. And I believe in one thing that every one of us has something unique, and mm-hmm. you have to manifest. You have to manifest this unique. Think inside you to the whole world because yes. people are yes. not looking only for you. People are looking for what you're carrying. So you have to manifest what you're carrying in order to change the whole world. This is, this what yes. I am always saying.
1: It. This is life. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And so one of the things that I also appreciate is diversity of thought. And there are other people who don't have that. They don't think like us. And so I like to have those people in my circle too, though. Because if we're about to make a decision and everybody's all super positive about, oh, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. And it may not necessarily be the best thing we should be doing right at the moment, and no one's checking anybody, then we're just gonna do a lot of stuff all the time that, and never get anything done. So I mm-hmm. have learned how to appreciate diversity of thought and that there are some people who look at things through a different lens, a different perspective. Maybe they're not as positive and Pollyanny as I am. But they bring a lot of value because like, wait a second now, do we have the resources for that? Or can we, is this something we can actually do right now? Or is that going to take us off our focus right now? And those are good questions. I used to get offended. I used to like, how dare you not be positive about my idea? That's, this is an idea that's positive. Why are you being positive about my idea? But sometimes it's, it's just a matter of, you know, making sure that the idea is something we should pursue right now. Or should we amend it? I might be i might be going off sorry if i went on this rant but that's just something you made me think of when you're talking about positivity i, I appreciate positivity i like being around positive people and if it was up to me that's all i would have around me but i do have have learned to value those who don't always necessarily think positively
0: yeah exactly you touch a point it's about flexibility because also i was in the same place that when you have this rigid mind and you think that you're always right whether, whether it's a positive or negative, you are always right. And this is this is something we have to admit. Because once you got opposed from people, what will happen? You will emit too much emotions from you. You radiate too much emotions from you. And you will be blinded away from the reality. Yes. So you will focus yes. only on the problem. You will focus only on the problem. You will focus only on the problem. Yeah. And, and your emotions will take you to, the, to to a wrong place. That That's why yeah. I keep saying that. Just be yourself. Uh, and accept even sometimes i accept the critics why not yes but constructive yes. critics why not yes. because I, we want to be better and better and better and better yes that, and, but you yeah.
1: know also i have to limit how much i take of that in right so i i can't t- i can't be like i can't be around that too much it'll start bringing me down so don't get me wrong i appreciate <laughs> it but i appreciate it in doses Just yeah. like if i take medicine I don't yes. I don't if I if I have a headache I don't I don't drink the whole bottle I just take two capsules right <laughs> So if I want to be around that I'll just take my two capsules and I'm going to go I'm going to be around some more positive people <laughs> like comment <I'm> in. <laughs> in
0: in the face of that I will ask you a question in the same topic So tell me uh, one of the worst situations or one of the worst comments that you had it on LinkedIn and how did you deal with it
1: Oh, interesting. Okay, there's this guy. I remember he. I forgot his name. And it was my first time I had somebody that was, he was just so sarcastic. He has the most sarcastic (laughs) negative attitude, right? And so I was talking about how I felt as a recruiter, I we feel for. It. I know you get, sometimes sometimes you guys don't think this right in in the audience, but as recruiters, it, it does. We do feel it right when we when we have to turn people down. It's not a good feeling. Mm-hmm. And so, there were a lot of people who weren't hearing back from recruiters. So I felt compelled in two thousand sixteen to write this article about why why would a recruiter no longer return your your phone calls and emails. So I spent time writing this article, and I remember one of the guys, and by the way, it's the most read article I've ever had, it's like, it's a bunch of likes, I don't really write articles anymore, but when I did do surround, that was the best one I had. Anyway, when they answered back, he was just like, oh, you know, news at 11, recruiters don't return phone calls, and just like really smart aleck stuff like that. And I had some other comments say that, you know, basically that we should get rid of recruiters. We don't need recruiters anymore. So that was a little tough. At first, when I first got in my med, I didn't know how to respond. I was like, I just want to get back. I just want uh, want to respond back to this. But I did kind of learn from that process that sometimes you can just kind of just disarm them, but just by accepting it and then moving on. And so I, I, I thank him. Thank you for your comment. I appreciate your point of view. And I would say something back to it. Um, and then sometimes it's not even worth responding to. I had I had one guy, he had an issue because I because I wanted to be called him or he or whatever you put the, because LinkedIn asked you, do you want to be called a him or a he or whatever? I'm like, yeah, I want to be called. I don't want somebody calling me a she. So anyway, I put that on my thing and, the, and this guy messaged me and said, I can't believe you're doing this. You're, you're putting this. I was like, I'm not answering this guy. <laughs> so I, I, think it, I think sometimes it just has to yeah. be like, either you have to decide, okay, am I going to honor this with a response? Does it there was deserve a response? Or am I going to just disarm the person just by being kind right back? Yeah. Sometimes I'm kind to them anyway, even though they don't deserve it. Based
0: on what you're saying, that shall I engage or disengage with these people? Based on what? Do you have anything in your mind?
1: I think it. I think it depends on uh, the the level of how rude they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's levels, guys. I mean, it's just it's one thing to just disagree. But then it's another thing to be, you know, hateful or or spiteful or anything like that. Um, And so sometimes you can determine that from how they responded. And so if it's just coming from uh, from a place of pure, like, hate, which unfortunately I don't really receive that with my kind of material Mm -hmm. generally, um, I just would not respond to that person. But if it's someone who just disagrees, or maybe they're a little bit sarcastic in the comment, and and I'll answer back. Like I had one guy not too long ago. He said something like, uh, "Oh, like I was putting a poll out." He's like, "He's like, um, oh, oh, great, another poll. That's that's exactly what I need." <laughs> so he said, "I wish." He said, "I wish I wouldn't see these polls anymore." And I and I answered him very nicely back. I says, "You know, actually, if you don't want to see polls anymore, the best thing to do is to not like and comment on it. So if you, the, the less you engage." With polls, yeah. the less you're going to see them because that's just how the algorithm works. so the, by the fact that he's commented on my poll, <laughs> he's actually making it worse. so when he yeah. answered back, he was so nice he was like, "You're the recipient of my sarcastic you know comment for the day, and he, we laughed about it and I laughed back and so you know we might be friends one day, whereas that could have actually went the other the other direction. Oh, Rob says he remembers
0: <laughs> I think that he was engaging also. <laughs>
1: He was on the same poll, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was. He was on it too. Rob, Rob, man, Rob's. He, he's always supportive, man. That guy's always. There. I appreciate. Yeah, Rob. he's amazing. You know, if, I, if I'm sitting there, if I'm sitting there like, oh, I want, I hope somebody's gonna like my post. Oh, who's gonna like my post? Oh, it's Rob. Rob's here. Okay, he liked my post. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love same it. Same with Oh, I liked like my post. Oh, I, I, I'm so happy. I met like my post. Somebody liked my post. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so. Uh, the, to the same same subject i would say sometimes it's better to be silent and not talk even he, if you want to speak even you have the ability to speak how to know the best decision is to either stay silent or speak because the, because uh, we, we have many situations if you reflect back it was better to stay silent just to speak even even if you will say something valuable what do you think
1: about this Ooh, that's 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 a skill right there, my man. That's a skill. And that's one I've not mastered. Cause there's times I spoke and I shouldn't have said anything. And there's times I didn't say anything and I should have said something. So that's yeah. not one I've mastered. I'm still, I'm always working on it, but I do recognize I am self-aware usually. But the problem is though, my, my self-awareness usually comes into play after. <laughs> I want my <laughs> self-awareness to kick in before I make the mistake. <laughs> so I'm working like, on that, you know, but we, we should all be aware of that. Should we, should, you know what, before I say something here, mm-hmm. before I say this, what if I just don't say anything? Let's just see what happens. That mm-hmm. might be the best even, even though it bothers me whatever it is i'm saying it may bother me but i wonder what happens if i just don't say anything you know sometimes when i don't say anything it works out better anyway so why <laughs> why did they need my input yeah uh, so that's a great uh, question man i'll tell you that, awesome.
0: I, I i can understand this because i can reflect also with you about that, that situation that i have like short story about it one day i had uh, some challenge and one of my colleagues up in the hierarchy and he asked me just about something. And it was out of my scope. It was out of my my scope. It's easy to say that uh, you can contact XYZ, but because I know how to deal with it and this kind of technicality, I start to uh, uh, just to express and start to explain how it was working in a technical way. And I kept, kept repeating, 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 till an extent, I know that I'm 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 explaining it on the right way, but there is a lack of technical understanding from the other side. And mm-hmm. after that uh, situation, I realized that the feedback that I had a miscommunication and this this perception, uh, along all the way uh, on, on on with the people that they say, Ahmed he has some kind of miscommunication. He doesn't uh, convey the message in the right way. And when I start to reflect that. Because you have to understand the other side. Do they have the ability to understand this? It was easy. At, if I reflect back, I can say easily you can go there and I can avoid all of these things. And part of the reflection, I will stay silent if I know in the other side that it will be you know, a waste of time. It will be envy, non-value adding. <laughs> I, I'm serious because sometimes we, are, we, are, we try to, to help others from the other side, yeah. but we got perceived the opposite. That, oh my God, he, he doesn't have this kind of communication. Guys, I'm trying to help. That's why ca- <laughs> this kind of reflection, you have to understand how people, they think, how people, they have this kind of ability. That's why when I see something I, I know from the other side that they, they have some lack of capabilities of understanding, I push it to the other side. I don't go from anything, even I, do, I I can do the extra mile, but I will not do this extra mile because I know it would be a waste of time. And maybe I will have uh, an, from the other side an opposite perception. That's, that's
1: yeah like... yeah i you know what you what you just said i have made that mistake so many times that's why i was shaking my head and smiling because i've actually made that mistake i get too technical with people right yeah. so one of the things that may help your your audience and, and i'll just propose this is something I, I when i remember to use it it's golden okay someone taught me this. i think it was ronald wilson taught me this is even though you know your audience doesn't know something whoever you're talking to you say you probably already know this so, so you put that in front of it, and then you can explain whatever you want. So that that way, just in case they do know that you have given them the uh, the, yeah. the confidence or the knowledge that okay, I, yeah, yeah, I, I did know that. And if they don't know that, it allows them to save face just in case they didn't know that, okay? So let's say it's a, a, a complicated term, like if I say uh, ATS, because in recruiting we use what we call ATSs. And so, you know, I mean, you probably already know this, but ATS, it stands for Applicant Tracking System. It's just a software we use to help keep track of the applicants. But anyway, when I use the ATS, and you just go on and explain it. So that has helped me a lot because I help to give, uh, digni- I dignify my audience, but I still get a chance to explain some jargon that they may not understand and you're right sometimes it's best just not say anything just don't just stop talking yeah yeah because like you you're you
0: know it's a skill it is a skill it take it takes time but you, you have the you would have, have this skill when you when you train yourself when you understand that that the people around you how how they got perceived and just don't engage with the people I don't want to say this but they are not They they're, they're ignorant about what the topic that you you will go to or you yeah. speak about because you will be annihilated and at the end of the day you <laughs> will have a misperception about the communication yeah
1: yeah yeah. Yeah, I, yeah i tell you there's been times i've just talked too long and actually my my staff would help me say like, ross at the end of the sales call it's like why don't you go into extra detail you they already you just confused them all you did was confuse them <laughs> <laughs> So you're right. I've
0: done that many times, many, many times. I I can understand. One question. Uh, If um, I know that you're helping the companies and organization to select the best candidates uh, all over the world. So uh, how do you select the best candidates uh, based on, on your company or based on the portfolio of your company? How you help the companies or the organization at that point?
1: You know, the, the, the jobs that I work on, only a small percentage of the population can qualify for that job because you, a lot of them, have, you have to have a license, right? So it makes my job a little bit easier and that I have a smaller pool of people. But whenever you have a job that really pretty much anybody can do, You know, because as long as you have the mental capabilities to do it and you don't have to have a special degree and all that, that makes the job that much harder because how do Mm -hmm. you figure out who's going to be the best for that job, especially if you only have one position? So let me just talk about my positions for a second that we work on. Mm -hmm. And it's very simple with healthcare recruiting. So if I have a registered nurse job, there's about 328 million people in the U.S., but only about 4 million have a license as a nurse. So, I, so you, you automatically, there's 324 million people who do not qualify for my job, okay, <laughs> for whatever reason. Only yeah. 4 million could possibly qualify. And then out of those 4 million people, it's like, do they have the experience? I know there's a lot of folks out there who apply for jobs that mm-hmm. they don't necessarily qualify for. And then you have some who don't apply for jobs that they, that they, that they don't qualify for. Um, I see a case for both. Um, They did a study not too long ago that certain demographics, typically males, Mm -hmm. and in this case white males, are 60% more likely to apply for a job that they don't qualify for, therefore they end up getting sometimes more jobs in some cases. Because Mm -hmm. some of the minority candidates just don't bother to apply because they read the description and are like, well I don't qualify for that, and they don't apply. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say for some of you who are having a hard time getting something um go ahead but be be intentional though don't just apply for everything don't spray and pray i'm not saying to do that but if it's a job you really feel passionate about it's a company you feel passionate about even if you don't fully qualify especially if you're a minority candidate go ahead and apply anyway that's one that's one tip i would give now for a registered nurse job for one of the jobs or or for physician job that we're putting out there I don't care how much you're passionate about the job. I don't care how much you love the company. If you're not a registered nurse, we're not going to hire you because you got to be a nurse. You got to have a license. Okay. So that doesn't apply in my case. But I think for some of those jobs that you do feel a passion for, go ahead and apply for it anyway and explain why you applied for that job. Maybe put a little cover letter with it. Uh, I usually don't, I don't, I don't really, I'm not a big proponent of cover letters, especially on my end, because I already know if you're qualified or not by your resume You generally. So I don't need a cover letter. But for some of these jobs where you could qualify for it, but it may not be that apparent from your resume, I think it helps. And then do what you're doing, Ahmed. Be present on the space of LinkedIn and places like this mm-hmm. where your potential hiring manager could see you. Because a lot of these recruiters are going to try and look you up anyway. Make sure they find something and make sure that what they find is good. Yeah. Have some good stuff. Write some articles about whatever you do you know and and comment on other people who are in your field that you look up to and so that they can see that you have that association with them i'm gonna I'm gonna shut up because you might have want to go through some more <laughs> stuff but i just wanted to share that little point <laughs> no I,
0: I love it because because i, I see that uh, you you just touch a point on on linkedin because linkedin now is a platform where you can recruit i believe that the most recruitment happens on linkedin and I listen this uh, too many from too many people that uh, if if I uh, if I'm not existed on LinkedIn and if I don't have a social index and if I don't uh, I don't show who am I on LinkedIn or this this kind of platforms business platforms how I'll be contacted Maybe I would have the best values and I could be the best candidate for this uh, opportunity, but uh, because I'm not showing what are my values or who am i i will not be selected and i have many cases like that from many friends i know many friends that they have the greatest values they have the greatest experience and at the same time they applied for a job and another people i know them that their experience and their values with my due respect is not compared to those people that they, they apply and the other people that they have less experience and values they got hired because of their existence they they, they, exactly. they are there always. I'm here. I show. I manifest all of that. And this is this is one of the most compelling platforms I see. LinkedIn. So you have to be there. You have to show who are you. You have to show your values. You have to be there. I am here and I'm inspiring. This this is the best thing.
1: Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. So go ahead. Go ahead. If you well, want I was to gonna say. say like to, to to just give one one example. If I had a job, if you had a job, okay, and you needed to hire one of the best financial minds in the world, um, and you had two applicants for that job, you had Warren Buffett, and you had Ray Diallo, which one would you pick? For me, Warren Buffett. Okay, why, why'd you pick Warren Buffett?
0: Uh, because I know that he is one of the best uh, I don't want to say entrepreneur but he's a businessman and uh, investor and he knows how to do things by his hands and he built built everything by hand. This is my okay. my view.
1: Yep, and it sounds great. And then how much do you know about Ray Diallo? Not too much. Exactly. And and so what what are people going to do? They're going to pick the person who they know. Most people are going to yeah. pick Warren Buffett because they've seen Warren Buffett on TV. They've seen him <laughs> interviewed. They've seen him in an article. They've seen him all over the Psychologically, yeah. Warren Buffett, Warren yep. Buffett. Yeah. Roy Diallo, you, you, know, you hadn't heard about him, but he's also a multi-billionaire as well. This guy mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, so I agree with that. I'd pick Warren Buffett, too. But the, the point I'm making is that if I have 100 candidates who applied for my job, and I've seen five of them on LinkedIn because I've seen their comment on my posts and stuff like that. I've, I've seen them like my posts. I know who they are. Well, those five people are going to get my attention quicker than the other yeah. 95 because I'm aware of them. I wasn't aware of the other one. So just like with the Ray Diallo, Warren Buffett example, if you're more familiar with Warren, you're gonna, probably going to pick him. So we're just, human nature is that works that way. So why not use it to our advantage? If you are looking for a job, make yourself visible in as many places as possible where your hiring managers are gonna be. Whether that's gonna be on LinkedIn, if it's at some trade association, I don't care where it is, just make sure you're present. I mean, everywhere you go, oh, there's Ahmed again. Oh yeah, I saw Ahmed at the last (laughs) trade association. Oh look, Ahmed just commented on my post. Oh look, he just liked one of my posts. So that's a person, if Ahmed applies for my job, and there's like 90 other people who applied, guess which one I'm gonna notice first? Ahmed yeah. Khali, he's the one on the top of my yeah. head, the top of my, my mind. Because of connection,
0: I like what you said, because I connect always, I'm, I'm building something inside your mind. I'm here, I'm here, I'm there. This is, the, I would say it's somehow, it's like some uh, personal branding and social index on LinkedIn. I show my values, I'm here, I, I'm there, I'm, this is all my values. So whenever there is any opportunity, whether, uh, business opportunity whether it's uh, partnership whether 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 whatever people will be in you because you are there and you are uh, authentic you are manifesting your greatness you are trying to inspire you have a social index so this will ease that the whole uh, cycle and all even process you attract the right partners you attract the right people into your life this is this is the best thing that you have i love what you said about linkedin lightning linkedin it's a life changing it's changed my life and i think also it changed your life totally drastically
1: yeah oh yeah it's it's been very it's been excellent excellent tool uh for our business for sure and i've got i've got i've gotten some great contacts Uh, by the way Judith asked me to share my article yes i'll do that i'll be be sure and share the article on on the comment and uh, rob says (laughs) he sprayed and prayed too
0: (laughs) yeah as usual so the last question uh, uh I would ask you what would be the best channel if a company is looking for a candidate uh, and they want to uh, to approach you? The first question that do you have the ability to help all over the world or you have some uh, geographical that you can support with? Do you, do you have anything regarding this? Or, uh, and what is the I- best
1: channel to contact you? Okay. First of all, I think the best channel is Ahmed's channel. Ahmed's channel is amazing, <laughs> and if you want to know anything about operations and making sure you have the right inventory and you're maximizing your results, you need to, you need to stay on the Ahmed channel. Okay, that's the favorite. Thank you. Channel. Okay. Um, as far as you know, uh, wh- who we help, uh, we help folks in the United States and typically in healthcare. So if you're in, mm. if you're in the United States and you, or if you want to learn about healthcare in the United States then my my channel is probably a good one to check out. We have a lot of, we have like the Thursday roundtables have folks from healthcare. Monday we have Growth Monday. And of course we have Business Casual Fridays, which you've been on before, you you were amazing on that. Um, So we do do different shows like that. So I try to do some things that appeal to everybody. And then uh, some of my shows are strictly for healthcare um feel free and follow me on linkedin i am out of connections so what i have to do is i have to remove people to add you so follow me first and then if you want to connect i'll still so i'll still have it in my hopper so whenever i make room i'll, I'll add you in and feel free if you see something that you like comment on it like it just like be like robert and and, and ahmed who always <laughs> are commenting and liking on my stuff and i'm gonna do the same thing with y'all <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, uh, uh, Rolis. It, it was real, a real pleasure having you today. Uh, your positive energy is really contagious, and I love how you speak from heart. It's, it, it's very valuable information and insights that we have today. And I'm sure 100% that we'll have, we have to have another session or episode speak about interesting topic again.
1: Thank you so much I have one, for having sure. one question for you. For sure. One, one question, it's very important please you remember King Solomon right
0: uh yes remember King,
1: King Solomon okay yes so where was King Solomon's temple located
0: mm, I'm not good that good in in history
1: okay I know you know the answer he had one please. right here and he had one right here <laughs>
0: i think this is the best closing that i have ever had in this <laughs> great to have you rollis <laughs> thank you so much for 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 being yeah, there today <laughs> and uh, right, see fun. you again thank you thank you guys and see bye you everybody bye bye
1: thank Bye-bye. you i appreciate you bud thank you same here